T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Not sure Greg and Brian spent 20 minutes with anybody yesterday at the CBS NFL Symposium kickoff extravaganza, uh, but they did chat with a number of important people who you will see on your TV during NFL Sundays on CBS, including Nate Burleson, the brand-new member of the studio crew for NFL Today, and, of course, he's also uh, the co-host of Good Morning Football NFL Network, another show that is very popular here in our newsroom. Why? Well, it's just on the TV, uh-huh. but like all of our TVs, there's no sound manually. You have to like go and find it through the computer. So I've seen the show almost every day. I've heard it like three times in a year and a half because it's never on a TV screen mm. that has the sound up. Uh, Nate's on there every morning, of course, after a long and prosperous NFL career. One of the coolest guys around. Again, I would like to be Nate Burleson for a weekend. But not yesterday when he had to hang out with you two guys. Uh, although your conversation with Nate began a little trip down memory lane, little Geo, <laughs> little Geo, Viking fan, Burleson fan from years ago in lovely Mankato, Minnesota. Many years ago, I went to Mankato, Minnesota for oh. training camp, and there was a rookie wide receiver there, and I waited for his autograph, and you were nice enough to give me your autograph. And uh, many years later, you're still more important than me. So as I'm sitting on this side of the table. <laughs> So, no, uh, all kidding aside, uh, congratulations on this gig. You have uh, Good Morning Football, and now this has been a meteoric rise for you, man. What has this been like? Uh, it's It's been a whirlwind, but um, it, it's something that I'm prepared for. You know, to be honest, like you said, you met me my rookie year. I was a baby playing with Randy Moss and Dante Culpepper, Mike Tyson, the coach. I mean, that moment was bigger than anything I can imagine. And then throughout my career, slowly try to make my way and build my brand. Even when I left football, going to broadcast boot camp, having radio shows, TV shows locally and regionally, I never thought I'd be here right now. So it's one of those things that I have to cherish it. And I always tell these young guys that are in the league, when you have an opportunity, an analogy of football, don't fumble it away. You take advantage and you score a touchdown and you show people what you're made of. And that's what I want to do. I got this job working five days a week. And the NFL Today crew, like, you kidding me? Nate Burleson with that crew? If I'd have told you that five years ago, you'd have slapped the taste out of my mouth. But now uh, I'm here, and I want to make an impact. And I want to help, you know, bring a little bit of swag, a little bit of fresh perspective, some knowledge that I got, great stories, and those relationships that I've leveraged. Those guys that are still in the league that I see in the offseason that I dap up and hug, and they, they tell me I'm the voice of their generation. Like, that's who I want to bring to the forefront in the NFL Today show, along with these legends I'm working with, man. I'm blessed. How do you follow that? They tell him that he is the voice of their generation. I never get that. I always get, you're the bane of our existence. Oh, stop, stop, man. No, listen, I was, I was at the Super Bowl in Santa Clara, and Jameis Winston walks up to me. And I'm, I'm humble in every athlete I meet. So I walk up. I'm like, hey, Jameis, how you? He stops me right there. He's like, man, I know who you are. And I'm like, all right, cool. I just want to say what's up. He said, look how you approach being on TV, like you're the voice for us. And at, a, at that moment, like I was taken aback, 
but it, it felt like it was a huge responsibility he was laying on me. And there's a certain responsibility I got for these young guys that look at me and they know I'm part of the fraternity. You know, they know I'm part of the crew. And I'm not going to turn my back on them when things get bad, but I am going to be critical on them when they mess up. And that's the ones they respect. Oftentimes, guys leave the game and they either do one or the other. Like, they make headlines being the guy that trashes them, or they make headlines being the guy that's just too nice. If you find that blend and you're honest about the craft, then these guys will really take to you. He kind of resembles Jameis. Yeah, you I appreciate it. I do, I do. You yeah, do I got the little yeah. flat top with the yeah. smile. Yeah. Charismatic. Yeah, talk but, a little bit. No, but you, you don't talk country like James. Uh, <laughs> he country. Now, you mentioned uh, some of the bets that you played with when you were working in the league. Yeah. They used to school me, yeah. uh, unfortunately. Who are some of the guys you lean, in, lean on in the broadcasting business? Man, you know, when I first got to the NFL Network, it was, you know, Rich Eisen, uh, Michael Irvin, Kurt Warner. I'll tell you a story. Deion Sanders, one time I'm in L.A., I'm in the green room, and I'm sitting on the couch, and Deion's like, hey, close the door. So I close the door. I had no idea what we were t- going to talk about. Mooch is in there, MJD, Ike Taylor, I think uh, Ladanian's in there. And he said, Nate, sit down. So I'm like, what's going on here? You know, maybe it's a roast session. Let me sit my butt down on the couch. And Deion said, I heard after the game in Jacksonville last week, you missed your flight. And it was early morning flight I slept in. And I didn't say anything. I'm still listening to him. He said, don't do that. He said, you got an opportunity to do something special. And if I heard about it, then those in the front office heard about it. And those above them that run this network will hear about it. Um, and he, said, he looked, at him, looked at me and quite frankly said, you know, guys like you and me, color of our skin, being in the position that we're in, we have to take advantage of the opportunities, not throw them away. And it was like being a rookie all over again. I didn't say anything, just like I was taught, shut up, keep your eyes open and listen to every word. I said, hey, Prime, I appreciate it, it won't happen again. And that was like my welcome to the NFL analyst moment. Um, and I can appreciate that. So those are the guys that I lean on. Gio and Jones with Nate Burleson across the country on CBS Sports Radio. When you're in a position like this and you want to take advantage of that opportunity, how do you make sure you don't do too much because you're so excited, you're comfortable on Good Morning Football, you, that's your crew now, but this is new, and once that first show goes, boom, you're out of the gate, how do you kind of make sure you don't run off and go nuts? Well, you got to respect the guys you're with, and, you know, I, I respect my crew that I'm with on Good Morning Football, but it, it's a different format, and we're talking for three hours, and oftentimes we get you know six, seven minutes to just run on about a conversation. So every single detail in all of my notes, I could literally get them off every second. But here, you got to be concise. You got to have your points on on time, and, and on top of that, like with what they do, everybody has like their moments in this show. And you know, watching the NFL today, you got JB who runs point beautifully, and then you got Boom, you got Coach, you got Phil. They all got their elements. I got to know what my element is, and then when they give me that window, I'm not there to kick the window down. I'm here to just walk out and say, this is what I got to say, and I want to give you something. So what I pride myself on is that I know the game and study the game. I'm not going to say a whole bunch of filler. I'm not going to give you vanilla. I'm going to give you Rocky Road. I'm going to give you a mix of uh, pineapple. I'm going to give you everything, every flavor, depending on the topic. And when I do deliver that, I want you to walk away either saying, you know what, I agree with him. You know what? I don't agree with them. You know what? I'm going to go think about that. At least you're thinking about something when I get done talking. And if I do that, I'm not stepping on toes. I'm just giving the people what they want. 
Is it similar to being a rookie in that locker room while you want to go wild the coaches and you want to endear yourself to your teammates, you have to temper your approach somewhat? Yeah, oh, 100%. It's just like being a rookie again. That's how I felt when I met these guys. I said, listen, you guys are the OGs now. You know, I oftentimes get this question. I said this earlier when they did our introduction downstairs. It's how's it feel to be the young, cool kid? Like, okay, I'm young. I'm 36, but cool. I'm not the cool one. Like, I don't have the jewelry at home that, that reads Super Bowl. I don't have the gold jacket hanging in my closet. You know, I don't have the Hall of Fame career like James Brown. I, I don't have, you know, the resume that coach. Uh, so for me, these guys are the cool one. And if you're, if you're doing it the right way as a rook, as you know, you got to pay attention to the cool kids. And when they invite you to sit at the cool kids' table at lunchtime, don't spill your milk, don't drop your burger, and don't say nothing stupid. That way you get invited back tomorrow. Gio Jones with Nate Burleson. You remember the uh, the TV show Alf? Yeah. Do you think that your colleague Peter Schrager looks like him? <laughs> Definitely. I think I saw him chasing a cat after the show. Uh, but, yeah, that's one of my favorite shows from back in the day. And I'm going to let him know you said that, too. No, please do. And I, I don't think it's an insult. It's I just he's got, he's, got an, he's got an Alf and, and fat Jonah Hill, which I think is more of an insult because Jonah Hill used to be big. I'm like, they, they, they let him have it, though, on social media. All right, Nate, I know that you study the game, as you mentioned. You're one of those guys that doesn't just throw opinions out there willy-nilly. Yeah. Uh, give me one team you think is going to overperform and one team that's going to underperform as far as the prognostications go right now. Right out the gate, the team that's going to overperform, Cleveland Browns. I love what they're doing, and this isn't the hype train. I got killed over the summer because I said with what they're doing in the draft and, and what I saw in the future that they could win six to seven games, and I stamped it on the show, and people lit me up. And then I got it right out the gate. I said, Deshaun Kaiser is going to be your starter week one. People lit me up again. I just feel like the moves they're making and things that they're doing, they're putting themselves in a position to turn this whole organization around. And even today, they let go of Joe Hayden. Now, some would say, why are you letting go of your premier corner? You know, as a vet that understands the business side of it, I'm not mad of it. They're making the right moves to make room for the young talent and guys that are cheaper. So if you're making room for younger talent, cheaper, faster, stronger individuals, then you're doing things that are building properly for the future. Now, Joe Hayden's going to land somewhere on his feet and be a number one, maybe like the Saints or the Cowboys. Uh, but I feel like the Browns are in a position to do something great. Now, Tina's going to underachieve, and this might be a hot take. I, I thought initially it was going to be the Patriots. I thought that this is the one season that they weren't motivated and everything was too right on paper. And how does a team that was so good get so much better? And then Julian goes down, and Julian's one of my boys. And as I'm like, texting Julian at night saying hold your head up and saying you know you're going to bounce back stronger than ever I'm thinking this is it this is their motivation this is that thing that's going to get them over the hump once again you know before it was the asterisk people were saying was on their titles and then it was the suspensions and it was Tom Brady all these different things they didn't have anything up until a week ago and now they're going to sit in that locker room keep everything indoor and you know what they're going to say let's win it for Julian and guess what them Pats just might win it for Julian <laughs> that's it right there now you mentioned Kaiser. If you were a receiver mm -hmm. on that Cleveland Browns team, what would be your advice? You're a vet on that team. What's your advice to first year start at the NFL level? You know, I, I saw Hard Knocks last night, and there was a moment after the game between the Bucks and the Browns, and Jameis walked up to him and grabbed him and said, be patient. Be patient, man. He said, I try to go out there and win everything. I want to go out there and make the right throw at the right time, but you got to be patient. And that would be my advice. Even though as a wide receiver we want to get fed, I could go up to him and say, feed me Seymour, but I'd be putting this kid in a bad position because if he's focused on feeding the deeper wide receiver, you're going to be throwing picks all day long. 
I would tell him, be patient, man. Listen, if you're going to make your read, go one, two, then check down. Don't go one, two, three, look at the check down, and go right back up top. You don't got Calvin Johnson or Randy Moss running up the sideline. Now, if the league lets Josh Gordon walk back in that locker room, they go ahead and throw it to your number one receiver. But, uh, you know, I, I'll say be patient, man. You be patient, live to play another down. Um, if they call you check down Charlie and the grand, uh, game manager like Alex Smith, then that's better than being a guy that's a loose cannon throwing games away. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 